We're at the symphony by way of 4802 Fifth Avenue, and maestro Lawrence Larry Lowe is with us conducting the Pops concerts this week. It's so great to have you back in town, maestro. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, and it's so great to see you as well. John Williams program. This is always box office. Isn't it amazing, the power of the John Williams catalog? It's incredible. There's so much. I mean, the hardest thing about doing these concerts is that... Um, you know, you can have a completely different set list for every John Williams concert, and they're all greatest hits. You know, there's just a wealth of amazing music. So um, it, it is a really interesting program. We're really excited about it. What have you chosen for this weekend? So, um, you know, we're, we're going to have some of the standbys, some of the, the pieces that people love uh, love to hear. We have some music from Star Wars, some music from the Harry Potter universe as well. We have a, a more significant portion of music from the Indiana Jones movies because there's an upcoming fifth uh, film. So we wanted to play some music from the first four. So we have actually like a little mini symphony of Indiana Jones music. Uh, but then outside of that, we have so many other gems. We have music uh, from JFK, music from Lincoln, music from Cadillac of the Skies, and um, you know, in between other favorites and gems of the repertoire that that we were able to squeeze in, and it's going to be a really entertaining and fun concert. You have special guests, including singers. Uh, yes, we have the the Hamlish Page Student Choir under the direction of Christine Hestwood, and um, this, uh, this chorus is put together um, every year by Chris Hestwood, and uh, the students in it are... Uh, either high school or college aged, and um, there's about 40 of them, and they're going to be participating mostly in the second half of the program, and they sound amazing. And uh, and what it does is it also opens up for us, you know, in the, I was talking about the programming, we have more of an opportunity to delve into certain repertoire by John Williams that we normally don't put on these programs because we don't always have a chorus. So we have Call the Champions from the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympics, uh, which featured the Mormon, Mormon Tabernacle Choir in that original recording. And so we're able to, to present that on this concert because we have our wonderful chorus, uh, along with other, other things that, that the, the people who go will hear. Um, and some of them, the chorus is filling in, you know, the, in the orchestration, and sometimes they're front and center, like in Double Trouble from... Prisoner of Azkaban of the Harry Potter films. Wow. Any uh, items that are new to you? Because you've conducted John Williams programs previously. Yeah, there's quite a few, actually, that are new. So uh, from the Indiana Jones movies, we're doing music from the Crystal Skull, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, called uh, A World Through Academe. And it's a motorcycle chase. And so uh, this this is music that was just published and now available for orchestras to perform. Uh, so that one's new to me. I don't think the orchestra's played it either because I think that we got this music for the orchestra to perform at this concert. We're doing uh, another scherzo from uh, The Last Crusade of Indiana Jones, and that's called Motorcycle, or, or Scherzo for Motorcycle and Orchestra. So it's another motorcycle chase, but this one's different. This one's from a uh, different film. Uh, there's a you know that running theme of Indiana Jones and those uh, those motorcycle chases, but uh, this music is all new to me as well. Uh, it's music that I recognize from the films, but never got a chance to to conduct. And, um, and then I will say, you know, there's one other piece that we're doing that is not 
available to perform because it's not published, and that is the Cadillac of the Skies from The Empire of the Sun. And the only reason we're able to do that is because John Williams sent us the music for this concert. So we're very thankful to him. Uh, it features the chorus, and it's one of the most beautiful uh, works that he wrote uh, that has that kind of epic sound uh, that that uh, the build up with the chorus and these shifting harmonies and it's just so absolutely ravishingly beautiful and uh, and that's going to be something very special because you just don't hear this in concert on previous occasions there has been some special stagecraft with you in which yeah. the conductor even appeared as Darth Vader as yeah, I yeah, yeah. well I've that happened that this stuff. time around I'm not doing I'm, I'm not going to come out as the Dark Lord of the Sith this time I'm not going to come out as Dumbledore I you know I have done that uh, I didn't want to um, I didn't want to subject the audience to that again but uh, you know I hope that the audience comes dressed up I think that that'll be a lot of fun and I will come out in costume at some point during the show I will say that uh, but you have to come to see what it is. And the it's, audience it'll, it'll loves it, Maestro. They love <laughs> it when you do that. That's so great. And so there will be lots of surprises. Yeah, there'll be surprises. Uh, some uh, some of the surprises will be uh, different every night. You know, one, one thing that we're doing at this concert is we're having a Chewbacca Roar contest, which has been advertised. And if you come early, you can go to the Roar booth and you and you do your best Chewbacca impression into the microphone in front of some judges, and they will pick a winner from this uh, contest every night, a different winner, and that person will get to come onto the stage at some point in the concert and do that roar as a part of a you know a bigger picture shtick uh, that uh, that we hope um, you know will be hilarious every night. We know that there are a lot of people who can do this. It's kind of a um, it's a thing, you know, like a party trick that some people are able to do the do the roar. And uh, if you have a great Chewbacca roar, just show up about 45 minutes early and head over to the booth and give it your best. And you might be performing with the orchestra. Sounds so great. I think it'll be a blast. <laughs> and the orchestra loves playing this music. It's not simpleton orchestral music. It's very challenging and has a great effect. And sometimes we get special solos from our principals, too. Any special moments that stick out when you're standing there with your baton? Oh, absolutely. Um, and you're right. It is... Um, it, we were just talking about this on the way over here, um, that this music has this complexity that, you know, when you're listening to it, it, it all fits together so perfectly, but there are so many layers to this music uh, that... Uh, that the you know you need a great orchestra, and Pittsburgh Symphony is one of these great orchestras that not only can play this music beautifully, but they have a relationship with John Williams. He was just here. Uh, he has uh, he knows the people in the orchestra. He uh, he is a great friend of our orchestra, and so we have a, a lot of affection for for him as a person, as a composer, as a conductor. Um, and so um, in this concert, we'll get to highlight Victoria Luperi, who's the associate principal clarinet in Victor's Tale from The Terminal. She'll be the clarinet soloist for that. Micah Wilkinson will be pre performing uh, the theme from JFK. Uh, he's our principal trumpet. And Martindale Williams will be playing a cello solo uh, from Lincoln. 
Uh, so uh, among many other solos throughout the orchestra, Bill Caballero, principal horn, playing the opening of Jurassic Park. It's just solo horn. Uh, you know, these are all incredible moments that uh, will highlight the individual musicians of our great orchestra. One of the greatest orchestras in the world playing, the, in my mind, the greatest film composer. And the competition is stiff, but I don't think there's any question. Is yeah, it? I'm, no? I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and you are one of the greatest proponents of his music and film music, too. Does he know how much you've done on his behalf? Well, I definitely told him, <laughs> I, you know, but I, I don't think I was the first person to tell him. So, you know, I don't know if he remembers that, but I've met him a couple times and assisted him here in Pittsburgh and, um, you know, every time, every time I, I get a chance to hear something new that he wrote, you know, I, I'm just, just waiting to see what, what he's going to do with that. Like, you know, the, the uh, final Indiana Jones m movie he's writing music for, um, The Fablemans that just came out, uh, all, of the, all of these films, uh, especially the recent films, uh, just knowing that he's not going to be doing this forever and he's already announced that he's no longer going to be writing for film uh, after uh, this year, uh, that it makes everything that exists even more special for the people who love what he writes for film. You know, he's al always going to be uh, writing music for, for concert and he has an a incredible ear for that, for that music. Uh, but, you know, if you're a person who considers his film music to be the soundtrack of your life, which I think most of the people who come to this concert feel that way, uh, it is uh, it, it makes every sing single thing that he writes special. So uh, I've told him how I felt about it. My kids grew up with his music. Uh, I have signed scores and numerous photos. And uh, and I know I'm not the only one. Well, your career is going from strength to strength, and you have been acknowledged as a master of this music. You're doing programs in Detroit, Phoenix, Florida, all over America. You've done film programs, John Williams programs specifically. Yeah, I, I love doing those. It's kind of, you know, for, for a lot of orchestras, it's been kind of a way in to get to know the orchestra. So um, although I had, like, for example, you mentioned Detroit, I remember going there when I was... Um, just starting off as an assistant conductor here in Pittsburgh, and I think that I did a couple kids' concerts there, and then I did a film concert, like a, one of those John Williams concerts, and then it kind of opens the door because they, uh, they, they see me managing work that music that's really difficult uh, and very varied, uh, and so they they can kind of get a glimpse into. You know, and I'm not I'm not really using it for this, but it's kind of my door in to some orchestras that they get to see me do a wide range of music, even if it's all by one composer, John Williams. Uh, so, you know, since then, I've gone back there and do other other concerts of very, um, you know, different nature. And uh, and it's it's been wonderful to have that kind of um, program that I can bring around to other orchestras. Uh, like you mentioned, um, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun to to hear other orchestras perform this music. Is it a John Williams program for Seattle? I thought I saw Seattle. Yeah, on I've your done list I've too. done a couple. Uh, I've done some film concerts there. I've done some uh, other various pops concerts uh, and uh, some jo a John Williams program or two. I think the first concert I did there was in the zoo, and it was uh, in a little tent, and it was all John Williams and. And I think that was the first time they saw me. And I've been there now 
maybe a dozen times since then. That was just a couple years ago. So, uh, yeah, it's it's great to get to know an orchestra very quickly uh, with uh, this amazing music. Why is there a divide in the concert programming world for subscription concerts with John Williams' concert music and his film music? It makes no sense to me. It seems to me we ought to get Indiana Jones. I mean, okay, I know that John has written several violin concertos with Anza Zofie Mutter most recently. He always seems to be in such a, how would I put it, a, a strongly modernist camp with the concert works, but audiences will come to hear his film music. What's the deal there? Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting question because, you know, one wonders, he, he's such a flexible composer that he's able to write the right music for the right occasion. So... If he's going to write something for the Fablemans, he uh, he knows that it's a deeply personal, kind of nostalgic, uh, intimate film. Uh, that he needs to write music that reflects that reflects that, uh, and so he writes music that almost sounds like a lullaby for that, for very small forces, piano primarily, uh, because it fits that occasion. And you know, like you said, he some of his concert music is very complex. Uh, he he. He clearly has an ear for that. You know, that's maybe uh, one might assume that when he writes for the concert stage and it's not for a film, that he's truly writing what he wants to write. You know, it might, there might be some of that in that. Um, and, uh, and some of that music is for a smaller audience. You know, that, that might be uh, not quite as, uh, I think, like the Fablemans or like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, but that's okay, you know. I think that there's. I, I love all of all of his music, uh, and I I really appreciate the breadth of style that he writes. Um, but there is, a, you're right. There is a, a bit of a, a divide, and I think that he just knows when to write a certain way for what occasion. And I I think Steven Spielberg put it best when he said that the music should elevate the film. You know, the music that he writes elevates the film. You can't imagine it with without the, the music, and in, in a way, uh, I think he said, Johnny rewrites my films musically. So there is a little bit of that, uh, that, that John Williams is able to find the right music for that film, and it is directly written and inspired by what he sees uh, in, the, in that story. And so, you know, that, that makes it more that he's providing what he views as as the story uh, and transcribing it into music. We still have trouble getting film music onto concert programs, though. It seems a little strange to me. We had Johnny Greenwood's uh, There Will Be Blood a couple seasons ago. We get an occasional Copeland film score, but there isn't much Bernard Herrmann, Hans Zimmer, uh, James Horner. They have all the great film composers, and yet they don't appear on regular concert programs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh, yeah, that's a programming decision. It's 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 true. Most orchestras don't do that. Uh, we will occasionally do that in Syracuse, um, but um, but it, you're right. There there is a little bit of a uh, reticence across that path, and maybe there's a feeling of not taking it as seriously. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the the reasoning is for some orchestras. I know that our orchestra here, Pittsburgh, does take this music very seriously. Um, whether or not they put it on those programs might be more personal decision of the conductor that's that's doing that particular program. Um, but I think uh, 
if it is something that matches the theme, there shouldn't be a, a problem with it. But, you know, there, there are certain composers like Copland or Bernstein uh, where it's kind of more acceptable, and that might be because they they also overlap so strongly into the quote-unquote classical side that uh, that they're, you know, if they're going to to write something um, for film, we can easily just kind of look at look at it through the concert lens, and and so it's seen differently. I mean, it's literally taken out of the movie context. Um, but but we all know, you and I know how popular this music is. That it might be a lost opportunity that it isn't uh, put on on programs where there is some thematic link. I think that you know, just throwing Star Wars at the beginning of a concert might not necessarily. It might be you know abrupt and jarring before a Beethoven violin concerto, but um, but if you have Star Wars and the planets, you know maybe that's that's something else that that you might um, that one might consider. Well, less than a month ago, we had the accompaniment to the film of one of the Harry Potter scores that sold out Heinz Hall with the choir singing the Mendelssohn Choir, and it was a sensational weekend. If anybody can get us w- w- where you were just going with that line of thinking, I think it's John Williams. Good luck with everything this weekend. I know you have to get to CMU, but you've got to give me two minutes on what's happening in Syracuse. Your orchestra is doing great things. I see on the website all the things you're doing, following you on, on Facebook. It's going well. It's going so well. We are performing about 38 weeks a, a season. Uh, the orchestra is performing almost every week. Uh, and coming up uh, next is uh, the next uh, classical masterworks concert is um, has Roberto Sierra's Fandangos. It has a Jesse Montgomery New York premiere of Rounds for Piano and Orchestra with Awadaj and Pratt. We have um, Three Black Kings, Duke Ellington, all on that program, as well as Lincoln Portrait. Uh, this is a fantastic kind of program that we have uh, in our masterworks. We're doing a Schubert 9 after that and Mahler 2nd to close the concert season. Uh, in uh, At the end of the—I uh, I think it's at the end of April. Uh, and, um, and the orchestra is just— doing so well. It's a cooperative orchestra. You know, we have um, a lot of musician involvement in every department. And so it's going really well. And um, I'm glad to be a music director there. It's been a very interesting place to be. How long is the drive from Pittsburgh? It's a long it's, haul. Um, well, it, I, I think by it's car. about six hours by car. But oh, that's, that's not so no, bad. That's, that's doable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've driven much longer than that. That's not a problem. <laughs> well, I think it's well worth it, that's for sure. And we're all uh, cheering for you and feel it your family. And it's just such a joy to have you. You have a special relationship with the Pittsburgh Symphony. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I, I was here for a decade. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be here for a decade when I got here. Uh, but our kids, uh, you know, one of our our second was born here. The first went all the way to sixth grade here. Uh, played in the youth orchestra, Paiso, with me here in his final year. Um, and uh, we really felt, you know, because this was the longest place where we ever lived uh, since, you know, being a conductor. You just don't usually stay in one place for a long time. But we stayed in Pittsburgh for the longest amount of time of any place that we've lived, including Syracuse. And so it, it's always going to be a special place for, uh, for our family. And any chance I get to come back here, I, I will do. I was with you for so many great events. You went on tours. tours and yep. I was oh. with you in West Virginia when you did a John yes. Williams film yeah. program at the Clay Center 
down there, which was wildly successful. And I always remember your predecessor, Michael Lancaster, told me that whenever he came down Penn Avenue and saw a yellow school bus there, he had a pang of fear that he was supposed to be inside conducting uh, <laughs> because the resident conductor has that responsibility. Yes. Think of the number of concerts you did for young oh, people. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I led the Fiddle Six concerts for seven years uh, and just loved the the audience for that in particular because the families would all come and they would show up early and do all the activities and then flood into the uh, into Heinz Hall and just take in whatever uh, music we were uh, we were giving them and they it was just such an amazing audience I would run into kids everywhere you know where they would just come up to me and say how's fiddlesticks or or um I saw you I know who you are. And um, and there and and a lot of those people are all grown up now and maybe go, hopefully going to the orchestra um, and still um, being in the audience for uh, for concerts with the Pittsburgh Symphony. I've kept you too long. You've got to get to campus. You're working with Nancy <laughs> Galbraith and young musicians over there. And in a matter of hours, you'll be walking out on stage at That's Heinz right. Hall. Have a great weekend with John Williams, Lawrence, Larry Lowe. It's a great treat to see you. Great to see you, Jim. Thanks so much.